Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. Nicola! Davy on the bike. Davy on the run today. Oh, he's back. He is back. Look it at is, that excitement in his voice. It has been, let me quickly work it out. It has been four weeks and three days of no running. It has been four weeks and three days since the accident. And today was my first run with, uh, with Coach Nick over here. To all those haters who said he wouldn't be back. He's back. He's back. 8Ks. And I said to Nick today, um, I'm now going to go onto every single forum of anybody looking for advice about a broken collarbone. And I'm going to start trolling the internet. And I'm going to tell them, don't wait six to eight weeks. Four weeks healing time. So what was your secret recipe? The bone stimulator. The bone stimulator. But uh, but not listen. If you if you're listening to that and you think think it's something else, like something sexual, it's not. It's not that type of bone stimulator. Okay. It's a collarbone stimulator. But you know, for also other other bones. Yeah. Other broken bones. Okay. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, you with me. Okay. Yeah. yeah stay I with think, me. I think we're enough. We don't have to tell more to okay, our listeners. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's yes. Besides the point, Davy is back, and it's just about time because. We are 17 days away from the Cape Town Marathon. And today, we're going to be talking to a legend of trail running in this country and a legend of the Cape Town Trail Marathon scene. He won last year. He podiumed the previous year. He has won numerous races around the country. He's been all over the world this year. He's come from France. He's been there running Marathon du Mont Blanc. He went to the World Trail Champs and Mountaineering Trail Champs. He's about to also tackle Otter. Yep, this coming weekend. And next week or the following week, he'll be in Cape Town trying to defend his title. And his name is none other than Kane Riley. Yeah, we're very excited, guys. We had such an awesome conversation with him. First, we must apologize, though, because we had some technical difficulties in that podcast, meaning that our sound that comes through is not the best quality. Fortunately, Kane's sound is of good quality, so lucky you're here to listen to him and not so much to us. But never, nevertheless, it is an absolutely amazing conversation. Kane gives us some really good insight into Cape Town Trail Marathon. He tells us um, where it began. He gives us a bit of his insight into uh, Cape Town Trail Marathon. So, I mean, if you are taking on the run this year and if you're looking for a bit of insight, a bit of those golden nuggets, then yeah. there's definitely quite a lot of information scattered throughout this, uh, this recording. For sure. He speaks quite a bit about the route. He speaks about his own race day strategy, how he goes about it. We chat a little bit about nutrition. We talk about the 22 and the 11 kilometers trail runs that are happening on the weekend as well so there's a little bit of everything for anyone running trail at cape town on the weekend of the 14th and 15th of october so we also have quite excitedly got um, access to the gpx files for the 11 the 22 and the 46 and guys we are going to be releasing those on our newsletter so make sure that you do go and sign up to the newsletter the newsletter will drop next week and you'll receive those files along with a couple of extra cool things that we like to put into our newsletters such as our next guests and some info and insights into the podcast and just a reminder that that newsletter drops every single monday our 
amazing producer Leah works tirelessly yeah. on on getting that out for us, and it's got some really good information, guys. Yeah, it's a really um, cool so, piece of work. So, really, I mean, we'd encourage you to go and and subscribe uh, to stay up to date. Uh, we drop information, also like our new merch, the yeah. the making a runner versus socks for sure. So, if you are a listener and if you are enjoying the show, definitely you know go and grab a pair. Um, it, it's going to be amazing for us to also just you know see everybody out there wearing the socks i think yeah. i think nick is definitely going to be wearing a for pair sure, of socks at sure. the marathon for i think sure. i'm also going to be roped into <laughs> it <laughs> yeah we'll do our best for so for now guys it is pre-orders we have open pre-orders uh to our fan base you guys can go find them on our instagram uh there's a link there that you can go and, and fill out your pre-order form and then we'll make sure to be getting those socks through to you once they are available and the making a runner jet will also be popping by and yeah, delivering fly, it nick will you. actually deliver it I'll personally run it. to I'll you run it there. <laughs> but guys that's enough from us here uh we're very excited to get on to the conversation now with kane so we hope you enjoy it please let us know how it goes make sure to follow us on our social medias for any extra information and little golden nuggets that we'll put out in the weeks leading up to cape town trail marathon but now sit back relax and enjoy because it is kane riley Kane, thank you so much for being available to chat to us today. We really appreciate it and we look forward to getting getting stuck into the, the Cape Town Trail Marathon. I know there's a lot of people that are that are quite excited for it. I'm sure you're excited for it as well as you are going to be taking part in it. But perhaps uh, before before we start anything, can you give our listeners a little bit of a background about yourself, where you've been coming from, where you've been running and what you've been doing this year? Cool. Firstly, Thanks for having me on the podcast. Big fan. So yeah, stoked to, hey. stoked to be on the program. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sure. I guess, I mean, going back a bit, I guess. Um, my name's Kane. I've been running for what is now a pretty pretty long time. Um, kind of in the early days, started off more in the track, road, cross country, more kind of traditional athletics forms of running. And then about 10 years ago, kind of got into trail running and yeah, it's been mostly, mostly trail since then. And yeah, this year I've had a super fun year. Um, I've got a young baby or almost like young boy now, 15 months old. And I guess because of that, I kind of made the decision this year to run to keep the races that I do a bit shorter. So, I mean, focus on the the marathon and understaff. And that was kind of the catalyst to how I kind of chose what races and what kind of training I did this year. So, you know, after a couple of years of mostly doing the shorter, but dabbling in the ultra stuff this year, I've like just kept it short. And, you know, that decision kind of opened up the opportunity to do some a few different kinds of running so yeah this year i've I've spent some time in the road a bit of cross country um trail running of course so yeah it's been a really cool year of um mixing it up different racing styles formats different communities of runners um and you had a nice calendar of racing locally and internationally so far so it's been pretty manic i would assume with with you know, a young boy in your life, uh, your family time, work time, trying to manage all the training and getting around to all the races that you you have mentioned. Um, 
how has this year been? You know, it's been, I'm sure it's been challenging your, your capacity, but do you feel like you, you have thrived through that? Yeah. So it has been full on. I won't, I won't lie. I think that's the big thing. Like when you have a kid, it's like any spare, spare time you had before kind of disappears. Um, also in the best possible way. But I mean, firstly, I have to say that I've got an incredibly supportive wife and without her understanding of my running addiction, things would, would certainly look a lot, a lot different. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm somebody who, who does believe in kind of living a balanced life. Um, and I do believe that a balanced when I'm living a balanced life is when I perform best as an athlete. So yeah, maybe a tad too busy at times this year, but you know, I do find that that's often when, when I kind of perform best and, you know, like for me, I guess like everyone deals with kind of different, uh, constraints when it comes to training and it's just about filling your, your training and your racing into those constraints. Um, I don't think like unlimited free time is necessarily, you know, a good thing. So it's been Uh, cool. It's been an interesting year of being like, this is the time I have and like, let's make it work. And I think, yeah, just kind of learned, learned a lot through it. I think, I think also having a newborn baby is maybe beneficial for training for ultras and stuff like that. Cause, um, I mean, sleepless evenings, you know, up at, up at (laughs) odd hours, getting the nutrition Deep deprivation, yeah, that's it. So maybe there was getting uh, all your training uh, and a bit of, a bit of extra training. But I mean, I'm sure it's also been quite tough because it's been demanding in in the sense that you spent quite quite a bit of time away. You know, you were you were in Austria for the Mountain and World Trail Champ. Uh, you obviously ran the marathon de Mont Blanc. Like, how were those experiences? I was. I want to start with the with the Trail Champ because I think that that looks like so much fun watching it from the outside and obviously being so close and involved in running a race yourself i mean how was that experience it was incredible um yeah it was it was definitely one of the best kind of experiences and and running experiences i've had um in my life to to date i think you know being there with like a south african team at an event well i mean i can see in your springbok jersey you know like it's just it's a very special feeling you know like um I'm patriotic. Like I'm, I'm super proud to be South African. And I think, you know, all of us on the team were, so to be there with athletes from so many different nations um, competing individually, but also as a team was, I mean, I guess it's a pretty novel experience for most of us and for myself. So from that perspective, it was, it was very special. Um, and then the event itself was, was awesome. Like it was incredible, like a very beautiful place, Tough, but yeah. beautiful place to run. But you did um, what they call the the short the short trail, eh? It's uh, it's extremely yeah, short. That's yeah, uh, definitely not a well named event, <laughs> but I guess look like relative to the long trail, it was a short trail. I mean, that long trail was just like un- unreasonable for anyone. But so yeah, just for it, just for sorry, it, what was the distance of the short? The the short was. 44 kilometers okay. but it had ish i don't want to get it wrong but it was like 3,000 meters of elevation, elevation gain kind of thing so it was it was loaded um and yeah i think just having the you know there was four different races at the world champs this year 
a vertical race, which was kind of a yeah, thousand that meters. That was a out. crazy one. Crazy that, in about seven years. Yeah, yeah, so it's cool. And I did that one, um, which was really cool experience because we don't have those kind of races in South Africa. So to go and give that a crack, I, I love running. So an uphill only race is kind of straight up my alley. Um, so I got to do that and then run the, the the short trail, which was also awesome, and then be able to support the other athletes and the other other two races. So I mean, I mean, we've pulled up some stats here. You did it in a time of five hours and seventeen minutes, and you placed seventy second. Um, out of 153. So, in your opinion, obviously, I mean, I think we know, you know, on a world stage, there are some unbelievable trail runners out there. Um, the the talent that was that was there. I mean, I mean, how do you think South African trail runners compare to the European trail runners? And I mean, we've had this conversation with quite a few people. Do you think South African trail runners are at a disadvantage with how you know? Our the training, uh, yeah, the, the the level of altitude that we have and the, and the different terrain that, that we have compared to, you know, European mountains. Yeah. So, look, I wouldn't say it's a race that I could sit here and say I ran the best I possibly could. That's where I'm placed amongst those those athletes. But at the same time, it just shows how – and I, but I didn't have the worst day ever. It just shows how incredibly stacked – those races are and how many talented talented athletes that they that they are um and i think you know to answer your question i think that we are at a slight well we are at a disadvantage currently um and i think there's a couple of factors why you know one is you mentioned like the mountain and altitude and you know that's certainly certainly a factor i mean look in cape town we're luckier than in most other areas in South Africa. But even in Cape Town, our mountains are relative to what you find in the Alps, very small. So the actual terrain that you can train on here versus what you can race on there is, is very different. Um, so there's that's one challenge, not having the altitude, also consideration. Um, you know, a lot of us can't go over and spend months and months there getting altitude and terrain adapted. But then the other thing that I think is, you know, really significant and sometimes doesn't get like noticed or discussed when there's just a focus on the roots is also just the 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 level of competition um on like a weekly, monthly basis that those runners are exposed to. And I think for me that's a it's a huge part. You know, a lot of those athletes race year round, winter mostly on skis, summer on on foot. And I mean, I won't say on a weekly basis, but I mean, almost to that extent, these guys are racing against 10, yeah. 20, 30 athletes of a very high level and kind of pushing each other to become better athletes. So, you know, I think those are two areas where I think we can, you know, we are at, slight, at a slight disadvantage locally, but I think it's, you know, the level of competition side, I think that's something that I hope we can change more in the future um, by getting more talented athletes in the same races uh, to sure. better prepare us for going overseas and being in such competitive um, lineups. I think it starts with just like you, you said, you know, getting that team together, getting them over to Austria, getting them training and, and working like, you know, uh, like we saw this year. I think 
at the same time, as you mentioned, those athletes through the winter months getting onto the skis, I think there's, there's quite a lot of benefit from that cross-training element of changing it up. And I mean, we know that cross-country skiers in general have got the highest VO2s out of any athlete. So I think there's a big element of that that can play into those parts. But as South Africans, we have to, we have to play to our strengths, I guess, and what we can do. Um, I saw recently you were up in the Sutu doing some training with the Live to Run guys. How was that? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know, great couple of days of running. I think all those, all the Live to Run athletes are just, you know, just like improving exponentially year on year, which is amazing to see. And it was just a fantastic experience. Like, I guess, you know, the mountains and trails were cool, but more from a cultural perspective, um, you know, traveling a lot in Europe, even this year, which is awesome. But like, I was a lot sadder leaving Lesotho than I was leaving Chamonix this year. And that's kind of, uh, that's the truth. Really? It's a very, wow. very special place and, and, and people. Um, yeah. And to say to Davey's point of, you know, 72nd place, I think, you know, you made up for it a little bit at the, at the Marathon de Mont Blanc. I know, I know you didn't have the finish to the race that you wanted, but it was still a hell of a good result. What was that? Yeah, so Mont Blanc Marathon was great. So I had, you know, an extra two weeks to spend time training in those mountains. Um, and it kind of provided... I was a bit short going into world champs on like just long runs in the mountain. Life got me a bit before world champs. So I was just a bit undergunned in terms of like being able to run for four or five hours. So in that time between world champs and Montplug marathon, um, I just did like a fair amount of running around there, which, um, you know, put me, if I look like purely physically, I was, I was better prepared for Montplug marathon. And it went really well until about 30 kilometers. Um, and then I kind of blew up, which, you know, in years past in some international races, my blow up's been because I've just kind of run really hard. And so I think, I think I ran a good race, a reasonable race. And it was just a case of like not having it all to kind of finish it off. Um, and, you know, like hopefully next year I'll go back with that extra 10 Ks in me. I'm like always like a, I'm certainly like a process oriented runner. So for me, like the end goal is always, you know, kind of in the future. And I think that this trip, I learned a lot and um, yeah, I feel like it's like stakes time, but, but again, you know, Montbrook marathon, you, you have a bad five, 10 kilometers in those races and you lose yeah, 10, 15, 15 places. It's, it's just, it's, it just talks to the amount of talents out there. Nick Scott here written down a quote from one of your Instagram posts, I believe. And it's quoted, I'm a progress and feel guy over results and statistics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that there sums you go. it up quite nicely. <laughs> That's just really how, how I kind of see it. It's, you know, it's obviously, it's not like you don't take the results seriously and want, want good results, but it's a small part of everything. And um, I think you always need to look at becoming a better runner needs to be kind of front of mind. Well, the thing that is just so insane for me, you know, for us, myself and Davey, we're very much road runners, right? So we'll, we'll train up months at a time to, to go and hit one specific race. Whereas, you know, the trail mentality and yes, trail is a lot kinder on the body, but it's, it's completely different. I mean, your year, the amount of races that you've done, 
and even just chatting off air that the amount of races that you still got planned for the end of the year, I'm just like, yo, this guy's getting them all in. I mean, you just come back from PE from doing the cross country champs. And, and now you, you, you say you're going to be going on to, to Otter. Um, I want to ask you about Otter briefly before we move on to the Cape Town Trail, because obviously Otter, from the stats that I've seen, it's, it's something that's eluded you for, for quite some time. How, how are you feeling going into that? Next question. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, feeling, I'm feeling good. I mean, I've, I, I, yeah, I mean, so this will be my 11th time running Otter and, um, you know, it's, it's a race I haven't managed to, to win yet. Um, uh, you know, in contrast to quite a few other local races I've done where I've been, I've been lucky to, lucky to win, but, you know, guys, like every year it's like, oh, seventh time lucky, eighth time lucky, nine time lucky, 10 time lucky. But, you know, I think I, I kicked that mindset a little while ago. Um, I just, to be honest, like every year I can go and run Otter. I feel pretty lucky. It's just, it's a special route and it's a special race. And I would love to win it one day, but that's not really the the be all and end all at all for me. Like I've had a le- 10 amazing experiences at Otter and they've all been different and great for different reasons. So at some points I'll have one where I win. And then the, the, the memory there and the reason why I was special is that I won it. So yeah, we'll, we'll have Fair to enough. see, but I'm feeling feeling good. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I can't wait to give it a crack again. I've had a very different year to years past, so it should be, it should be interesting. So, I mean, Nick also earlier mentioned um, that the trail running is easier on e- easier on the body, in inverted commas, which um, I find it hard to believe because because Nick and I had a discussion like a month ago where we were we both sat down and we were like, trail running is stupid. Trail running is ridiculously difficult. It is like mentally challenging, physically challenging. We just and I know that's from a road runner's perspective, but. But Ken, I believe you also, you know, you, you said you came from the track background. You obviously did a lot of road running. I'm, I'm curious to hear from, from your side, you know, what do you think is more challenging? Not what you enjoy more. You know, do you think road or do you think like a, a hard marathon attempt or, or, you know, a hard trail marathon attempt? What, what would you say is, is, is more physically and mentally challenging? I mean, I would say a hard road marathon attempt. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a super it's a very difficult question to answer because yeah. I think they they're tough for different for different reasons. Sure. Um, you know, like Otter is is a very you know physically challenging um, event, but so is so was the ten k cross country race that I did in PE last week, which there was probably like maybe twenty meters of of elevation gain, but you're having to hold. A really fast pace and super high intensity throughout so yeah it's they certainly have their challenges for for different reasons um and also i guess well, probably probably depends you probably depends who you ask as well yeah yeah uh, i think you know if we get if we are unfortunate enough to end up with the erasmuses getting taken around the the mountains of the sutu we we often will will come up second best because <laughs> of our, our of our road running background like, like having like Kane says, you know, we put them on uh, on a steady pace, a uh, hard yeah. marathon. Maybe that's a different story, but it is harder for different reasons. And I think you know that's where they each attract their own type of runner. And it's exciting to have the options to be able to do 
both of them, you know, quite nicely in our, in our country. Um, and that, and that, that I think brings us into, into the Cape Town Marathon weekend quite nicely because there, there's something for anyone there. And obviously we got you on here to chat to us about the Cape Town Trail Marathon. You having won that last year, second place the year before. You've obviously got some good insights. You've got some good memories from that day. And you are going to be racing it again this year. Um, tell us a little bit about the Cape Town Trail Marathon and your experiences down there. Yeah. So, I mean, I love these kind of festival of running events, which bring all kinds of runners together. So, I mean, you know, talking like two oceans in the past where there's trail races, shorter road races, longer road races. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what Cape Town Marathon does. Is it brings like all kinds of runners, local and international together, which, you know, I think is, I think is super special. Again, like often we talk about these running disciplines and isolation of each other. And I really think there should be, there should be more crossover and having an event with, you know, different disciplines, literally the same weekend, um, where different runners can be exposed to the other disciplines, support each other, maybe even do both. Um, I think it's, it's an, it's an awesome thing. So yeah, Cape Town Marathon, I love how it brings tons of people to our city to enjoy our roads and our mountains. And also, you know, it's another, it's a, it's a fantastic race, competitive race, a uh, good opportunity for, for local athletes to kind of express themselves um, against really strong competition. And in terms of the marathon itself, obviously that's the event that you specialize in when you, when you run down there in terms of the, the comparing it, to say a, a Mont Blanc marathon or marathons around the world, um, where would you place it? Because obviously it, it is quite a tricky, uh, tricky race, but it's also in your in your home background. Yeah, so I love racing at home. Um, I, I mean, oh, it's fair enough to say I feel I feel really at home, but I definitely have like a few extra gears. Um, I mean, like there's there's several miles in there. <laughs> there we go looking good <laughs> i mean you can always see it you grow if you live in cape town you've kind of grown up almost on the slopes of table mountain i suppose um cool. so yeah for me racing at home is like always very advantageous and feels easier in a way um but then that being said like a lot of international athletes when they come here top class international athletes they really struggle or, you know, talk about Table Mountain as being a very difficult place to run. Guys from Durban also spend a lot of time in the dark. Oh, you know, Table no, Mountain no. Is... no, we spend time in Hollow Trail, okay? Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> Hollow, Hollow yeah, Trails is an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, but then you take somebody who runs on technical trails in Table Mountain all the time and put them in Hollow and ask them to keep up with the Rasmai and they're also going to be... They're also going to be like, what is this? This is really hard. Like, I miss my goat herding on Table Mountains. Yeah, look, in terms of the route, now, say if you're, if you're someone that is going out running your first trail marathon at Cape Town, how do you go about tackling the day? Um, is there sort of like a, a technique to it? Do you look at the route and do you plan based on the route where you would like to be at certain times and plan accordingly? What is sort of the process that someone could learn from with your experience? So I'm not probably not the best person to ask ever because I like to keep it quite loose um, and not plan too much and really run by feel. 
Um, and that's not to say I haven't tried both ways. I've tried doing the really planning your race, planning splits, planning where you want to be. And it just doesn't work for me as well as kind of just listening to my body and, and going by feel. Um, also over obsessing about the route to me, like I kind of just prefer just getting there and just playing it by ear to degree. But, you know, certainly having a good idea of what the route looks like, where the challenging sections are, where the sections where you can get like a little bit of respite and, and easy running in, um, how long between aid stations. Um, you know, these are all things that I think is super important to have an understanding of before you run. If you are able to get onto the route before the race uh, to scout certain sections, that always goes, you know, such a such a long way. You know, for myself, like I run all the those trails so many times, but but if you haven't, um, you know, sections like understanding what Plata Clip looks and feels like, um, yeah, can can be super, super useful. I think like going into the race, being able to visualize mm. the route and how it's gonna pan out is a very useful yeah. thing to, to have. So it's the same route as it was last year, is that correct? I think there might be some minor changes, um, but nothing too too significant. Yeah. So so based on that, obviously you've run you've run you've run it before, you've won it last year. For someone that's listening to this, that's taking part in it mm. for their first time, what are Kane's top tips about the route? Or just about what they should, you know, maybe a you know, challenging time. Challenging time. Maybe you could make up some time. Yeah. Just maybe a little, a little few golden nuggets from, from the pro. So it's definitely a front loaded route in terms of elevation. So your first, your two biggest climbs are from the gun. So I think it's, it's just very important to remember that and to know that the second half of the route is where there's kind of more easy running or flatter running. So if you burn all your matches in the first half, you won't be able to make use of the like more easy free flowing um, trails in the second half. So I think that's probably the best part of, I mean, that's probably the biggest advice that, that I can give. That, but does, also, the race, does the race start in the dark? No, okay. or like a little bit of dark, but by the time you hit the trail, the sun's kind of up. So and no, water, and no water crossing. No water crossing. <laughs> no water uh, crossing. Okay. Not, not like Otter. Not like Otter. Not like Otter. No, no, no. And it's like a giant general, park ride. No, it's a tough route. I really like this route, though. Well, it's um, I really like it for somebody who's, you know, doing it for the first time or maybe even doing like a trail marathon for the first time because it is challenging. But I don't think it's kind of unreasonable. So it's a nice goal to have as a as a race to work towards. But are you the right person to ask what you what unreasonable is? Because I, I think you I think you've yeah. done a lot more unreasonable things than I would classify as unreasonable. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I suppose that's <laughs> you know, not, a, not, a, not a bad point. But no, I, I think um no, it is like if you look at the like the client the amount of climbing and the amount of easy running. There's a nice balance of everything. So, I mean, you can create a 44 kilometer route on Table Mountain where it's like pure climbing, pure super okay. technical trails, like just really, really tough. Um, so I think this route does offer a bit of everything, which is also cool because 
on the sharp end of the fields, um, it makes it quite like an open race because, you know, if you're a better climber, if you're better at running fast in the flat, there is time in the route for everybody to, to shine. And I'm curious, your racing strategy, um, well, okay, let's talk about Cape Town Marathon, uh, Cape Town Trail Marathon in specific. I, I'm, I'm assuming you're backing yourself for, for another, another W, taking the win. Um, do you, do you go out, you know, hard from the beginning in terms of trying to lead the pack? Or do you, you know, play it cool and then try and make up some positions? Or, I mean, obviously you won it before. So what would be your game plan going into this, assuming you would want to win it, win again? I think, I mean, typically I would kind of classify myself more as a front runner versus somebody who really races from behind. Um, so I do like to be kind of nearish the front um, in the early in the early parts. But, you know, I think, I guess for me, pacing and it's got a lot to do with kind of your strengths and weaknesses and how that plays into the route. So I like to climb and that's my favorite part of kind of trail running and most of the climbs are the first half of the route. So, you know, I'm somebody who sees those as opportunities to, um, you know, to either gain an advantage or just uh, run well. So like if I pace myself in the first half, I'm kind of nullifying my climbing strength. Um, so in this race in particular, like, you know, I'm not going to go crazy, but just get into a good rhythm and, allow myself to climb high one from from the beginning and then um just hang on or back myself to be able to run strong enough at the end yeah but i think as you mentioned there you know it, it's a route that does give back to you so if you do respect it in the first bit uh once you get to the top it, it, it's a lot more runnable thereafter so i think it comes down to that for any any newbie runner out there that is doing their first trail marathon and even for those guys that perhaps aren't doing the marathon they're doing the the 22 or the 11 Obviously, how far up the mountain you go pretty much determines the distance that you that you're doing on the day. I think the 22 sort of goes to to the base of Lion's Head, where uh, the, the the 11 just goes to the top of Signal Hill. Am I correct in that? Yeah. And even with those races, obviously they are essentially front loaded races. So if you are looking at doing those again, easy does it up, uh, so just so that you can enjoy the the running back down. And, and Kane, in terms of like nutrition wise, when it comes to that, uh, do you have a specific strategy that you follow or is that also very much based on feel? No, I think, I think with nutrition, I try to be a little bit more kind of analytical about it. Um, you know, I think it's just like something that you can really control or, you know, to a certain level until it goes AY and then have like a plan B, plan B, plan C, plan D. But I'll just aim to get in a certain amount of carbohydrates per hour. And in a race of marathon distance and under, I'll mostly get that in through sports drink um, with a few gels. So mostly kind of liquid-based calories and try to get in well, like between like 75 and 90 grams of carbohydrates an hour. In terms of your car carbohydrate intake, you're getting that through obviously your 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 solids as well as uh, your your drinks and your nutrition in that way. Uh, for those guys that are carrying their own stuff and obviously are looking to rely a little bit on the on the tables as well, the tables are pretty well kitted, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's there's a couple aid stations well placed um along the route, okay. so you don't have to be fully kind of self. 
um, uh, sufficient. Yeah, self sufficient. Uh, and yeah. in terms of like the weather, is it usually like quite a quite a moderate, mild weather at that time of the year, or have you had it? Have you had an experience where it's been extremely hot and unbearable? This is Cape Town. You never ever know. <laughs> so I think it's like it's best to you know like have the expectation that you could get anything on race day. I think that's always important with things like weather and everything. It's it's when the day doesn't meet your expectations that you can run into problems. So. You may have um, some rain, you may have some warm temperatures, you may have both, which is often quite tricky. Um, you know, like when you start off and you get pretty cold and wet and then later on it gets super hot, that's always that's always challenging. But yeah, I think, I mean, both years we've done it, we've had pretty moderate, moderate weather um, and October is a pretty good time of year in Cape Town weather-wise. Um, I say that knowing that anything anything could happen. Anything's but, um, possible. It, anything's <laughs> oh, yeah, possible. Yeah. But nothing but, too extreme. Um, but yeah, I guess it's like a case of, you know, knowing you may need your wet weather gear, so have that prepared. Um, yeah. Knowing it could get quite warm. So like with your nutrition strategy, um, being aware of that. And yeah. has there ever been any times where, you know, I know on that mountain, sometimes the weather can turn very quickly. Have you, have you experienced it before in, in events? Yeah, definitely. So I guess like trail running being a winter sport in Cape Town and a lot of um, our big races being in winter, like we, we definitely get, have gotten used to racing in quite adverse conditions. And I think like the biggest thing for, I guess, like out of towners to remember is that like, Table Mountain is not very big, um, but the weather on the top and the weather at the bottom can be drastically different. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it can be five, 10 degrees colder up there, much windier. Um, so I've definitely had a few races where it's it's pretty chilly with poor visibility up top. Um, but you know, during the day in October, like I can't imagine it'll be too, too extreme. Brilliant, man. Well, I, I want to say just, uh, we wish you all the best for, for the Cape Town. Bring home to w. Bring, uh, we, yeah, we're going to, ah, we're going to be there supporting on the Saturday. That's the thing now. That's the nice part about it. Yeah. So if you are down in Cape Town, you know, you're there to run the road race on the Sunday. You can support the guys on the Saturday with the trail marathon and the shorter distances. So make sure that you do come out, you line up those streets, all those trails, and actually get give these guys some cheers on, and and hopefully we can see the man come through and take a back-to-back -back victory. Uh, we want to just say thank you so much for for your time today and for your golden little nuggets that I'm sure are going to go a long way uh, for our listeners. And we wish you all the best with the rest of your training and the remainder of the year and after next week. Sure, guys. Thanks for having me. Good luck for your build-up. And I mean, I'll see you on the road on the Sunday. Yeah, thank you. Thank, you. thank you so much, Ken. Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now.